everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. We are really excited to be here again to be talking about hidden gems on Disney+. Plus. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm here with my friend Ryan is, is here. Rachel, <laughs> I am here to chew bubble gum and talk about Disney+. Plus. Yes. And I am all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Shout well, out to Roddy Piper for that. May he rest in peace. There we go. Noah, I'm, I'm super happy to be here with you, Rachel, again. Uh, the last couple podcasts I've done with you have just been a blast. And I'm just happy to be back here doing it again. Me too. It was, it's been, it was kind of a stressful week. I ended up getting tested for the... Uh, for the COVID-19 uh, last week, because I've been having some breathing problems. Uh, some my asthma has been flaring up and uh, I was kind of worried about it and luckily tested negative. So whoo, big relief, but it's just been one of those crazy weeks. <laughs> I think it's been a crazy week for everybody. So yeah. this is the opportunity to de-stress and talk about, uh, talk about stuff on Disney plus. Yes. So I'm excited about it. And so let's dive right in. Let's start. So what is the first recommendation that you have for us? So just a bit of a caveat before I go uh, into my first pick, um, all of the picks that I've chosen this week are stuff from the 2010s because my 2010s Disney knowledge was a little lacking. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to brush up on some stuff that I might have missed or I might have seen, but I guess I just didn't remember as much. So my first choice is The Muppets from 2011. Ah, very good. Uh, I remember seeing this in theaters precisely once and then never thinking about it again. But as I was scrolling through, I was like, oh yeah, they released a Muppets movie in 2011. Let's check it out. And I absolutely loved it. It's both sincere in the right ways, but also it's self-aware in the right ways as well. It goes with the angle of, oh, no one remembers the Muppets, which is kind of true to a certain extent in real life. And uh, this movie was all, uh, was written and starred uh, Jason Siegel. It also starred Amy Adams just before she was about to like, like, blast off into the stratosphere in terms of, in in terms of popularity. You also, of course, have the Muppets, you know, and the entire cast is there, like Kermit, Miss Piggy, like except like etc. It's a really sweet story. It's got a great message and a lot of really solid songs in there as well. And yeah. more celebrity cameos than you can shake a stick at. So <laughs> what's, uh, what's not to love? Yes. Oscar winning song. Am I, am I a man? Or am I a Muppet? <laughs> with, a rogue, uh, with a rogue Jim Parsons. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun movie. Uh, it's one that I do feel like it's worthy of a hidden gem because I think it it did well, but I feel like it's one that's just kind of gotten for, forgotten. Like not one that's thought about much or talked about much. So, uh, and I certainly liked it way better than the uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Which I actually did not see that. Yeah, you and most of the world <laughs> do very well. <laughs> I all I know about it was that uh, that Ricky Gervais did this joke where he was like. Like, no, 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 my name is Badgie, it's French. And then like, <laughs> not your best work there, Rick. Uh, the Golden Globes are still a few years off for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, I, it's it's a lot of. I mean, I love the Muppets. How can you not like the Muppets? They're, Who doesn't love the Muppets? That's no, that's I, what I want to know. I don't know. I really don't. My favorite was when they were doing uh, uh, books when they did Treasure Island and Christmas Carols. From my favorites, uh, and, Christmas and the original. Carol had uh, had Michael Caine in it. Yeah, I wish they'd almost do that again. Do more of those. Those were those were fun. But uh, but yeah, that's a good choice. Very good choice. All right. Well, my choice, first choice, is called Mighty Joe Young. This is a remake of a movie from the '40s, I believe. And I know, I know of the original. If my Mighty Joe Young knowledge is correct, it's about a about a guy who saw the original King Kong and was inspired to find out find an ape for himself. Am I off base? Uh, basically, in this one. Uh, the uh, the it has Charlie's Throne, and uh, she uh, she was the daughter of this uh, um, woman who studies the apes and uh, or gorillas, I guess infant gorilla that her mother studied, and she became kind of close to the to the infant, and so then years bunch of years later he's like a giant gorilla and of course the poachers and the bad people are out to get the gorilla and uh, he has uh, it just has the feel of a classic blockbuster from the 40s from the 50s that kind of thing that was there was spectacle there was awe there was uh heart all those things has a great cast bill paxton charlie's throne uh, regina king's in it uh just a really really good cast and i just there's an old-fashioned uh fun to i think the movie that uh that i really enjoyed and i haven't seen the original uh, but i really like the, the 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 special effects are all pretty practical uh, uh done uh, there's a lot of um even Joe himself was designed, uh, created uh, special effects by um, Rick Baker, who's a legend in special effects. Uh, there's, also, uh, there's also puppetry involved. There's uh, a lot of things like that, uh, that people are wearing costumes, uh, which I don't know, I just appreciate. It makes it feel all the more sort of old fashioned and now it would all just be CGI, which is fine, but I don't know, I just prefer this as far as the old school spectacle of it all and uh you know this story is pretty predictable but i'm fine with that because i think it's all done well and i just think it deserves higher than 55 percent around tomatoes and i i just think it's a fun old-fashioned film yeah judging from the sound of it it uh it's like 55 percent. that doesn't sound right yeah and it's got james horner music that's always a plus James Horner, uh, one of the goats. Yeah, I love him so much. And so I just, I really, I really like it. I think it's really fun. So that's my first choice. So my second choice is, uh, is Pete's Dragon from 2016. Mm. Now, I am not a fan of the Disney live action remakes. I know that I'm preaching to the choir on this one, but I'm just, I'm just not a fan. However, when I heard that they were remaking Pete's Dragon, I didn't see it because I was like, I have no idea what Pete's Dragon is. Now that I have seen it, I can safely say that it is one of the better ones. 
I'm not going to say that, that it's my favorite. That would be Jungle Book. But it's certainly better than what they did with Beauty and the Beast when they just did the exact same thing. And it's better than they did with The Lion King in which they did less. So Pete's Dragon uh, tells the story of a little boy who, uh, who finds this dragon in the forest. And, and Bryce Dallas Howard plays a park ranger, finds him six years later, and, uh, and, he find, and she finds that Pete and this dragon have just a very, very tight connection. And so, and so Pete, the little boy, is trying his hardest to get back to the forest to find his dragon. Uh, very nice story. Uh, the design of the dragon I liked a lot. It was clearly CG and it was very noticeable, but uh, I liked the design overall. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard was really good, and Robert Redford tends to be good in whatever movie he's in, so, so there that is. Mm -hmm. uh, to put the period at the end of the sentence, uh, Pete's Dragon is definitely one of the better live-action remakes, and if these live action remakes are still going to happen, which unfortunately they are, I would prefer if they did more obscure ones, but I guess that's just a pipe dream for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I think in many ways, there's a lot of similarities between Mighty Joe Young and Peach Dragon. Uh, they right. both are uh, pretty uh, small in feel. Like the budgets are on the smaller side, the effects are on the smaller side, uh, and uh, they're also uh, they're they're very. I feel like the similar dynamic of of uh, you know in the case of Mighty Joe Young, a woman and her gorilla. This is a boy and his dragon. Like there's that's kind of man and nature dynamic, and uh, I don't know. I really I love Pete's Dragon. That was one of my favorites of that year. I don't really love the original. It's not my favorite. And I uh, I don't know. I just, some of the songs are okay in the original, but I don't, I don't love it. And uh, I, I just, uh, just thought this was a beautiful movie. Uh, it had the feel of uh, an old fashioned family film, spectacle film, again, kind of similar to Mighty Joe Young. And uh, you know, David Lowry, I just think what he managed to do uh, with Disney is pretty remarkable. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of wonder sometimes how he pulled it off, how he was able to make such an intimate, such a lovely film and uh, how, he, how he got away with it. And I think maybe part of it's just because Pete's Dragon isn't that popular. And so he had more leeway than maybe some of these other directors have had. I don't know, but I, it's, I think it's a really good film. Yeah, fun fact before we continue, David Lowry would end up going on to direct a movie called A Ghost Story, yes. which is this super abstract like ghost movie about, about Casey Affleck, who when he dies just lingers in the house of his right. fiance like for literally years. And we see after his fiance moves out, other people living there and he is still there it's not for everyone and super abstract but i just thinking about it now i find it really funny how uh how david lowry would go would make such a nice and heartwarming film in pete's dragon 
and then go on to make a super soul-crushing movie about how when you die, you're basically going to stay in the exact same place for the rest of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And, and that's why I say, I just think sometimes, how did he pull it off? Like, how did he do that? That's so hard. The there's man so, has range, I guess. Yeah, there's so many in the indie directors who try to make the jump and, and fail. Uh, but he he managed to do it while still kind of keeping his uh, artistic integrity uh, is it's pretty remarkable and I mean evidently they had a great uh, relationship uh, it was enough that they're there's I think he's still planning on doing the uh, they're, they're gonna do a new um, uh, they're gonna do a new Peter Pan and normally I would not be excited about that at all, but because David Lowry's involved, I'm intrigued. Yeah, that actually sounds fascinating. Yeah, because he's such a good director. But um, so my next choice is definitely not anything in the, we're talking about ghost story or movies like that. This is a, a step down <laughs> from that kind of movie. Um, it is one of the Disney Channel original movie musicals. <laughs> called teen beach movie and it's really cute never saw it but i remember seeing the adverts for it yeah it's just a cute silly fun movie about these uh about these surfer these teenagers who they go down to the beach and all of a sudden they end up at in one of the uh uh, beach teen beach movies from the uh, 60s uh like Annette Finicello and Gidget and these kind of kind of movies and it's just cute and funny and I I love almost any sort of transform alternate dimension timeline uh body swap I love that I, I just I don't know why I just usually think it's really fun and i like the songs catchy uh the cast is all pretty good singers ross lynch she's a decent little singer and uh jordan fisher's in it who's in the new uh he's currently playing evan hansen on broadway and uh it's it's just i think a fun little movie so that's what I have. you seen any of these Disney Channel original musicals? I saw, like I said, I, I believe in the first or second episode of this, I saw High School Musical when it first premiered. I remember, oh, right, yeah. I remember watching Jump In on it first premiered, and I even saw Jump In with the, the director like, saying, we did this shot here because of this, that, and the other thing. Oh, I okay. never saw never saw a Teen Beach movie, but I remember that was on like the twilight of my Disney Channel viewing because I I specifically remember this one advert, and now it is leaving me, and it sucks because I want to talk about the advert, but now <laughs> now it's leaving me. When I was when I was looking at when I was looking at Teen Beach movie on Disney Plus, I was thinking, wait, is that that Jake Paul movie? And I'm like, no, it was another thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was yeah. going to say like Jake Paul has gone way far from this. <laughs> uh, the Teen Beach, there's a sequel, Teen Beach Two. I and, did know about that. Yeah, and a lot of people really don't like it. It gets pretty bad, even people that are fans of these shows. But I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. So 
what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but what's your second, second choice? Uh, my third choice. Third, third choice, sorry. Journey to Shark Eden. This is from National Geographic. I believe Ooh. it was from 2010. Something to know about me is that I am a big shark guy. I love learning about sharks. I'm fascinated by sharks. Won't go near them, but I love learning about them. And Jaws is one of my all-time favorites, so there is that. Yeah, But Journey to Shark Eden is not even an hour long. It's only like 45 minutes, but it's really fascinating stuff. It's about a diver who is going to several islands around, I believe, the Turks and Caicos, and undiscovered by man. And and the whole gimmick is they're going to take a look at some of the last coral reefs that have not been touched by man. And you, and you really learn a lot about the hierarchy structures of the animals that live under the sea. You know, you have your sharks on top, they're your apex predators. Then you have your fishes underneath that are your, uh, that are your regular predators. And then you have the rest. It's chaos, but it's beautiful chaos. And there's some really nice, uh, Really nice graphic work done here. Shout out to uh, the Photoshop team on that documentary. They deserve a raise. Huh. Uh, put the period at the end of the sentence. Uh, the National Geographic stuff is, uh, at least the stuff that I've seen on Disney Plus, is has gone largely overlooked. And I think that I'd like to dive into a lot more of it down the line. Yeah, it's true. I think it is kind of the forgotten uh, part of the... Uh, of the service it'd, it'd be interesting to know what those kind of statistics are it would be it would be interesting to see but ben, i had no idea that disney had bought nat geo to begin with yeah but i also uh i also really uh love sharks so i'm with you i actually haven't seen that one though so i definitely want to see it do you know that they're coming out with two new Disney nature films soon. One of them is called Elephant, and I yeah. forget the one. I forget the I other I think it's one. Dolphins in the Reef or something like that, which we've been waiting for that movie for like three years. They promised it they were going to release it, and then it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. So me and my friend Larry, we had this good joke. Where we were robbed, robbed of dolphins. <laughs> and, uh, but we're finally getting it. It's very exciting. <laughs> Do you know and, if those movies still come out on Earth Day? I don't. I mean, obviously this year they're not going yeah, to. Oh, yeah, definitely not this year. But, but remember, yeah, they usually do. Like last year, the Penguins movie came out uh, on Earth Day. I remember Disney oh. Nature would always come out with a movie like every year on or around Earth yeah, Day. Yeah, or it was like Earth, always. Yeah, it was like always, the week of Earth Day. And they would always be like, the, the ticket sales for all of these will go to insert wildlife charity here. Right, yeah, the World Conservation Fund or something like that. Well, very good. My next choice is a comedy. I think one they got from Fox uh, is called Big Business. And it stars Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin as these uh, their twins, and identical twins but in the uh in the so there's two of them right like there's two bet middlers there's two lily tomlins and but at the uh hospital they were switched so everyone thinks they're fraternal twins 
and it's basically like parent trap but doubled and one day in when they're older and, and like one set of twins is raised in the country and one set is raised in the city and and one day they sounds like up, the beginning of a journey song yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one day they end up meeting again or meeting and it's pretty funny and lily tomlin and Bemler are funny and it's got a pretty good supporting cast and michael gross who i love uh edward herman who is on gilmore girls he's on there fred ward is on there so so it's a pretty good cast and uh, a pretty funny movie and so yeah is it just me or was like the late 1980s just like a hotbed for comedies because it's like all of my favorite comedies like the planes trains and automobiles yeah. of the world and the ferris bueller's day offs of the world all happened in like the mid to late 1980s it's like yeah. that was when comedies were on fire and nowadays it's just like really a, a dirty joke like yeah that's one i mean of it's like interesting that yeah and that a, most a lot of the movies weren't even rated r and now it's so hard to find i feel like comedies that are aren't rated r uh they just get so lewd and but uh but yeah i mean you have when harry met sally you have that one is rated r but i i don't know there's just a lot of really good comedies in the late 80s you have princess bride uh is, love princess bride yeah. who doesn't yeah and so i don't know this one is not maybe not quite on that level but it's it's funny it's it's it'll give you some chuckles and uh, uh <laughs> and i think uh i would say it's a little bit more hidden it's one that a lot of people don't think of when they think of 80s comedies so that's why i thought it was worth it on this list and anytime you can get bet midler like kind of freaking out that's always funny she's good at doing that <laughs> so uh, that's my next choice. What about you? My next choice is from the world of Star Wars, and Star Wars is a rather controversial topic nowadays, but yeah. I just started watching this show called Star Wars Resistance, and I'm only like two or three episodes in, but I have loved those two or three episodes. Hmm. It's got a very unique animation style, kind of like a more refined version of the Star Wars Clone Wars to anime movies that were released just like three or four years before uh, the Star Wars The Clone Wars TV show was released. Rachel, I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, but they are really good as well. They're, I've heard of them. I haven't seen them. I need to. They're not on Disney Plus, unfortunately. It, it's like one of those, if you can find the DVDs, like guard them with your life, like stick them right. <laughs> bank accounts somewhere because they're like rare commodities. That's but not the one that uh, the Gendy Tarkovsky Gendy did. Tarkovsky, yes. He actually, was, okay, he yeah. Was I, involved in that. Okay, yeah, I actually have those. I haven't watched it yet. I need to. <laughs> How much you selling them? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find them. I'll, I'll let you do. We'll talk. We'll talk after. Anyway, Star Wars versus, <laughs> uh, the animation style is 3D and it's similar. It's like a more polished version of the Samurai Jack and Star Wars Clone Wars style of animation. It takes place in the sequel trilogy world, which automatically is going to turn a lot of people off. But uh -huh. I promise if you give this show a chance, it is worth it. It's got a nice story. There's this one character, I can't remember his name right at the second, but 
He's green, you can't miss him. And he's kind of like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. He takes things super literally and will and has he doesn't have the shut up filter as I like to call it. So there's a lot of comedy to be found there. I also really like the main character, his name is Cass. Uh, without giving too much away, he's he was originally a rich kid, and now he's kind of having to work his way from the bottom and work his way back up. It's been done to death, but even still, it's it's a pretty worthwhile story. Uh, I I won't go so bold as to say that this is better than like say Star Wars: The Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. But it's definitely uh, the two to three episodes that I have seen have gotten me intrigued. And it's definitely something that I will be coming back to. Very good. Well, for my fourth choice, I also have a television show, animated television show. And it is the X-Men, the animated series. And uh, this ran from 1992 to 1997. So it was a real, like, that was, that was a pretty key period for me <laughs> of my life and i just think that this show is as good as batman the animated series in in every way the writing is really good it, it teach it treats uh the it treats kids like uh they have can think for themselves don't have to have everything spoon fed for them and it could deal with some darker themes some uh some complex storylines uh, but, uh, it, you know, it's of course about our heroes. So, uh, you know, everything turns out in the end, but you know, they deal with some tough stuff with these X-Men and I, you know, I love the voice cast. Uh, I, I've got to inter I've got to interview Catherine Disher who plays Jean Grey multiple times and i love her so much and she's we get it rachel you're a rotten tomatoes approved critic no. to rub it in my face no i just think she's really cool and I, does, i'm i'm just messing with you. <laughs> she does a great job uh with with jean gray and portraying a complex character and it's it's definitely without a doubt better than any of the live action versions of that character that's for sure <laughs> And uh, the the whole cast is, is fantastic. And I just think it's a really, really good show. I love the animation. I love the writing. Uh, it's, it's definitely worth checking out if you, haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it. It's really good. I have a quick story about uh, the making of uh, X-Men, the animated series. Uh, I, rem I remember this vividly. The head of Fox Kids took X-Men on as a personal project herself and she even staked her entire career on it because she was a big marvel fan but the marvel tv shows like fantastic four and the hulk were not doing very well especially on fox kids like that lineup was pretty loaded already but marvel just couldn't get it done but uh she tried desperately to get x-men on and uh, she threw a bunch of money at it. She hired the best writers, best voice actors. And despite studio interference and even Stan Lee himself saying, tone down the more adult tone, she, yeah. she persisted. And, and X-Men the Animated Series premiered during a time when it was mostly reruns on the Fox Kids block. So they were a whale in a sea of guppies. So, it, so they had they had the right people behind it 
and they were lucky. And X-Men, the animated series, is fondly remembered to this very day. Yeah, it's just, it's really well done. And you have to kind of let go of some of your feelings about the movies because the characters are quite different, particularly Wolverine is quite different, but it's more true, I think, to the comic books. And, uh, and I mean, definitely characters like Storm way better, way, way, way better. And so, but there are a few characters in the live action films you kind of have to let go of and accept this, this version uh, of them. And I don't know, I just, I love the show. I think it's really good. So uh, what do you have for your final choice? My final choice is from 2011 and it is simply Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Uh, this is a movie that I remember seeing, seeing, or seeing come out in theaters in 2011 because this movie came out the same weekend as a little movie called Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. You may have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, my mind was so focused on that movie that I forgot that there was another movie coming out that same weekend called Winnie the Pooh, and I never saw it until I did my research for this show. And I honestly forgot just how wholesome Winnie the Pooh truly is. And uh, the movie is, this movie is not long at all. It's like an hour and 10 minutes long, yeah. maybe not even that. But it's beautifully animated. It, it's voiced by John Cleese, who, John Cleese, I mean, come on now. Though every time I was like, a member of Monty Python is voicing this. That's weird. <laughs> and, yeah. But... But this this movie is definitely underrated. It was definitely unlucky debuting next to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two, but uh, it, and because of that, it has been swept under under the rug. However, it's definitely one that you should check out. I agree. I think this movie is so sweet, and uh, just I love the animation. Of course, it's the last two D animation we would get for a long time from disney i i think the music is really sweet and i i like how it's really made for children there's not a there's not hardly any sort of winking at the parents kind of jokes at all and it. it's just it's just sweet and nostalgic and made for little little kids see yeah. like with the muppets in 2011 it was self-aware but winnie the pooh was very it was like straightforward it is what it is yeah it meant for like really little kids no ifs yeah. and or buts about it exactly it's just made for for your kindergarten kindergartners that's why it's good that it's so short that's what they need that age they need those small you know small short movies their attention span isn't what uh isn't what most of you know isn't the same isn't like an adult's uh but I, I think it was also a little bit of a tough sell as a uh, as a feature film. I kind of think that they probably should have just re released this direct to DVD because, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that those little 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 you know, Disney Junior kids go to the movies that much, uh, and so I think it was a hard sell even to begin with. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely up to up against Harry Potter, then that's. Uh, I can see why I can see why why they thought it could work, because it seems like it is kind of different demographics. Because that you know those later Harry Potter movies are pretty scary, 
Yeah, and... it, uh, it it starts out as like these Chris Columbus like yeah and fuzzy movies with dark elements, but kind of like Home Alone. It's mostly fun with some scary stuff thrown in there to spice it up. But by part seven, like people are getting murdered, like, yeah, exactly. like murdered by magic, and they're these three high schoolers essentially are being chased around by a half snake man with slits for nostrils. It's it's scary stuff. Yeah, so I can see why they thought, hey, we'll put this out and it can be alternative to for younger families. But the problem is, is those those younger families, I think, just would rather stay at home and watch something at home. Uh, it's not because... <laughs> like a movie can't get released straight to DVD. Yeah. Like they released a Piglet movie straight to DVD. Yeah. Well, no, it got, that got a small release, but, but yeah, uh, like Pooh's Great Adventure, that one was was a direct to dvd there's been a bunch and so i i don't know i think that was probably the mistake but it is a really sweet movie beautifully animated very nostalgic i i really enjoyed it. i especially love the baxon <laughs> so we actually I, I felt i felt so sorry for Pooh because he was so close to getting that honey and then he's like yeah. just barely <laughs> When he finally gets the honey, it's like the most cathartic thing that you could possibly imagine. It's like, yes, yeah. he finally got the honey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Stanford and I reviewed that for that Winnie the Pooh for um, our uh, Talking Disney Classics podcast. So if people want more, I'll put that in the description. If people want more insight into Winnie the Pooh, it's, it's a really sweet movie. Um, all right. Well, my last choice, I actually think I talked about it a little bit last time, but <clears throat> it's, um, it's from the Disney nature folks, and it's called the Crimson Wing, the mystery of the flamingos. And this is all filmed in this lake in Africa where there are the, where these, uh, flamingos, uh, live and, uh, and, mate and whatever i don't know <laughs> and the way they have it set up it's almost like it's watching lord of the rings or something like they have it's they have the, they don't give the names like they do in most of these disney nature but it it's a <laughs> it's very set up as this sort of mythic place and the legend of the lake you know kind of a thing and and then there's like the villains are the <laughs> these predators of the flamingos and he and they have these little flamingo babies that run along and they get these salt shackles on their on their uh ankles and they're running with these these <laughs> with these salt shackles it's like ah go run and like i got so worked up watching this movie i'm not even gonna lie i was like ah somebody help the little the little Bird. it was so cute only and, disney can make a movie about flamingos seem <laughs> as intense as a george miller movie yeah, it's true <laughs> and i don't just everything there's like this narrator and everything is done in the sense of there's like this mythic lore you know kind of a thing and it's so beautiful and uh i mean it's something i i know nothing about at all uh, some of these other nature films i at least kind of know a little bit about bears i know a little bit about you know, some of these other animals but i i know nothing about these flamingos in africa and, and uh so i really enjoyed it and i think uh if you can if you if you don't get too upset about the salt shackles <laughs> i think you'll really enjoy it <laughs> so <laughs> 
the the kids kids might be there might be a few things that the kids might be a little uh get a little uh upset by but uh, that's the way all these all these uh you know disney nature films really are but i recommend it i think it's really good <laughs> so there we go that is my last last recommendation so <clears throat> so next week we are going to move over to netflix just for a week or maybe two we'll see how it goes uh and we are going to give our recommendations for what to stream over there something a little more hidden that's not getting as much uh buzz so we thought that would be fun for next i believe week. i believe that netflix is a literal ocean so we will not be spoiled for choice yeah that's right <laughs> so very good this has been a lot of fun let us know if you've seen any of these things that we've talked about uh, let us know in the comment section or on twitter we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, so ryan where can people find you uh on all social media they can find me at ryancam20 uh like facebook instagram twitter letterboxd everything just search ryancam20 and you will find me and then on YouTube, just go to the search bar and search for Ryan Cam Movie Reviews. It'll take you straight there. Channel's growing bigger every single day. Got a couple new series that I'm going to be working on, one that I am going to be expanding upon, and one that I have just gotten started on. The one that I'm expanding is, is I Finally Saw, where I talk about famous movies that I'm watching for the first time, and the second one is the AFI project where I'll be covering every movie on AFI's top 100 movies of all time list. I've already covered Citizen Kane, Godfather is in the pipeline, and Casablanca is to be filmed. So th that will be coming up in the next couple weeks or so. That's great. That'll be great. We'll have all that information in the description section to make sure to check all that out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And you can find me at the Hallmarkies podcast. So make sure to check all that out. Would really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. It'll be really fun. Bye, everybody. Bye.